Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Our partners, partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the latest news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite bet, Vegas Casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up and use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus of the first deposit. Bet online for the game starts. Welcome back, welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I am your host, Travis Reed, here on the Believe Network. Man, I got a person that I looked up to as a basketball player, um, as a friend, and man, like he's, a, you know, another one of those, like I tell y'all, he's another one of those California legends oh. coming out of uh, LBC, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he played with, a, with one of my former guests, uh, Mike Batiste, you know, obviously, Mike Batiste became a, you know, a Greek legend out there yes. in Pentanikos. But he was also a legend in his own right, played overseas a long time, played in different leagues, played all over. Um, like I said, I got to hear the story of how the heck he go from Long Beach to LSU, you know. <laughs> so yes, sir. want to introduce him, Mr. Brandon Titus. Man, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Brandon. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. It's been like a month in the making, man. So I appreciate you, big dog. Yeah, you finally stopped big time in me, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> have my people call your people kind of thing. And so now, <laughs> you know, you know, finally got them on. <laughs> finally hey, got hey, them this on new show. generation got me Hollywood now. Yeah. Man, I gotta cut that out. Man. I'm old <laughs> yeah. school. They got me Hollywood. No, and I that got ain't you, me. man. No, yes, that's, that's real talk. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. I'm just messing with you. Well, let's just get into it. Uh, how did your basketball journey start, man? Man, just one of them kids, man, hooping at the park. Uh, for me, I played in park leagues. Mm -hmm. So this is a crazy. I did not play travel ball until I was 16 years old. Mm. My travel ball was at the park 
playing with my friends, playing with grown ass men. That was my travel ball. Man, I was playing seven days a week at the park. And how I got on the travel ball team was I had a varsity game my sophomore year. This coach happened to come to a game, didn't know me. Now remember, no cell phones. So the coach leaves the game early, writes his number on a piece of paper, gives it to one of my friends in the stands, gives it to me after the game. And, uh, you know, that's how my career kind of took off. Once I got on that travel ball scene, okay. I kind of made a name for myself. But before that, man, playing in park leagues, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I played every sport, basketball, football, baseball. I even took tennis lessons. Okay. I did everything, man. And my dad also had me uh, had me boxing. Okay. So I did everything, man. I wasn't one of them dudes. I'm just playing basketball 24 seven, man. Mm -hmm. So I was I was multi rounded. I was rounded. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's the how I got started. about that is I feel like back in the day we all used to play different sports. Like I played basketball, football, even soccer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball. Just to my dad was like my coach and all of them just to see if I could stay in shape and all that. So well, I get that, man. Yeah. Real. Well, when we grew up. I mean, we had dreams of being professional athletes, but we didn't dream like that. We enjoyed the moment. Yeah. We just wanted to be good at that sport at that given season. You know, then once you get to high school, my dad always would say, by the 10th grade, 11th grade year, you'll know if you're good enough. So I just played hard, have fun, listen to my coaches, and whatever happened, happened. But by my mm -hmm. sophomore year, I knew, like, damn, I got a chance to do something with this. Okay, okay. Yeah. So did you, did you know that you was going to go to uh... – the infamous, uh, legendary Long Beach uh, school, Polly, when he was going growing up. No, no, no. I, I went to Cerritos. Oh, I went to Guard. Oh, yeah, I went to Guard. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I went to Guard, but then I transferred to Lakewood, which is in the Long Beach School District. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I transferred yeah. to Lakewood. So what happened was, uh, Palmer, the, the head coach at Long Beach Poly, knew that I didn't live in that district. So mm -hmm. I ended up going back to Guard and uh, finishing up my career at Guard. Oh, see, yes. I, for some reason, I thought you and Mike played together at Long Beach. I don't know why. Or Long Beach yeah. Wilson, Long Beach Wilson. Remember? No, no, no. So with Mike, we played for the same travel ball team. There it was. I was there like, I seen y'all growing up. I know yeah. I seen y'all together. Yeah, so we played for Carson B-Ball out of Carson. We played for a dude named Sam Minor. Mm -hmm. To this day, I still mm -hmm. talk to. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's how me and Mike met, mm -hmm. playing together for uh, Carson B-Ball. Okay, see, yeah, that's why I knew it. I was like, that's the connection, was, baby. Yeah, like, that's the connection. We, I seen. I was like, I know, yeah. I didn't seen y'all play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, yes, all sir. right. So, what would you say your most memorable moment in high school was? Man, just to be honest with you, my junior year, getting to the uh, semifinals, mm -hmm. uh, we played JW North, sold out crowd, man, and uh, they had uh, Ed Gray went to Arizona State, played overseas for many. I mean, I'm sorry, Ed North. Ed Gray made it to the NBA. He got yeah, drafted. Yeah, yeah, drafted. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal, first round. Yeah, yeah. So he went to Tennessee first. And we played against each other in college for a year. Because, of course, I was in the SEC. And I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but anyway, they had Ed Gray, Quincy Brewer, who went to Arizona State. Yeah, yeah. Then they had Sonny Benjamin that went to Oregon State. Yeah, Corey Benjamin, big then, brother. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Man, and they had a couple other cats, but they had a squad. But I ain't going to lie. Man, I gave them cast 40. Okay. <laughs> my bad. You know, I'm a humble dude, though. But, uh, uh, but my junior year, man, we was ranked 15th in the state. Okay. And we made it to the semis. And, uh, man, it was just a great season, man. Great season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I remember that team. I think it was the following year uh, when they played Charles and them. They were undefeated. Charles abandoning yeah. them. And they were undefeated. And they had to go to 
Charles and Artesia lost right. the Cameron Dollar, uh, Cameron Murray and them in, in CIF championship. Yes. And they had to go to JW North. And JW North was like 31 and 0. Hey, right. great, all them dudes, like yes. I said. And I just, I was kind of scared for Charles because he was dunking and like <laughs> yelling at the dog parent. Ah! Oh, man, that's all folks, man. That's so animated. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So um, I remember that, that team. I remember that. Uh, Artesia won. Oh, they did win. They okay. beat them. They beat Ed Gray and them. And Ed Gray and them was like 32, 32 and 0, 31 and 0 at the time. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I was like, Shocked. I was shocked because I was I thought Charles and them was going their reign at yeah. top was going to end, right. but they ended up yeah. winning. You know, man, that was man. a good matchup. Great yeah. matchup. Yeah. yeah, it was like like five pros to him, Avondre Jones, Ed Gray, you know, yeah, uh, all them all the losers in there. I was like, man, Yeah, this is yeah, right. no doubt. Damn, <laughs> I wish I was at that game. No matter <laughs> right. playing in that game. So you have a great high school career. Yes, right? sir. Um how how was your recruiting process? You know, like how did you you know what was your recruiting process like, and how did you end up at you know LSU? Um, man, I got this is how my recruiting really took off. So when I was coming up, there was one camp that was the ABCD camp, okay, run by Sarah Sunny Vicar. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. remember there was no Adidas camp, there was no Reeboks camp. It was just one camp. It was the top one hundred and twenty three players in the country, mm -hmm. and we went to uh, Indianapolis IUPUI. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. And players there, Rasheed Wallace, Jerry Stackhouse, uh, Jason Kidd, Jacques Vaughn, uh, Phil Ackerman. It, it was about Tony Delk. Man, it was about 50 pros in there, man. Mm -hmm. And I killed it. I, at the end of the camp, it's five days. I was the second leading scorer in that camp, dog. Second leading scorer. Wow. And I'm under the radar. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I came out, man, giving it to him, dog. Second leader score, and then they had me ranked the number third wing out of the whole camp. So after that, man, my recruiting just went to a whole nother level. Now, remember this. I didn't even get invited to that camp originally. They mm -hmm. had left me off. So I had a dude who knew Sonny Vaccaro that got me to the camp. And then the rest is history. So, of course, all Pac-12 was on me. Uh, Big mm -hmm. East, mm -hmm. you know, I had Seton Hall, which during, during that time, Seton Hall was a what was you know was real good. I had Seton yeah. Hall, I had mm -hmm. Providence, I had Florida State, I had all them schools, man. So I was highly rec uh, recruited, but I was still under the radar because I didn't play for the Whistling Bells travel ball team. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, and and I didn't want to because my travel ball coach Sam Mitchell was such a good dude. He cared about me if I made it or I did not make it. So and that's why to this day we still talk. You know, okay. we're talking 30 years later. So anyway. That's how my recruiting took off. And then I narrowed it down to five schools, which was LSU, Memphis, UCLA, um, Oregon State, and Cal. Mm -hmm. Now, this is going to trip you out. I want to go to Oregon State. You said, huh, why Oregon State? <laughs> well, my high school idol, rest in peace, is Ernest Killer, who went to Linwood, okay. class of dining. He ended up passing away during the basketball season at Oregon State. Mm -hmm. I looked up to this dude, man. Went to Linwood class of 90. He played, he was an NBA guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so when he passed away my senior year in high school, I pretty much narrowed it down to uh, Memphis and LSU. Okay. And I like Memphis because, I mean, I like LSU because Chris Jackson was my favorite player. Uh, yeah, you know, he averaged 32 points a game as a freshman at LSU. Mm -hmm. Sophomore year, average 30. And they played on TV all the time. Mm -hmm. And my family's from Mississippi. 
Okay. Okay. So okay. I want to go down south. You know, I, I had no problem leaving California. So that's why I picked LSU. Okay, because I was like, I remember obviously everybody yeah. knew Chris Jackson. Like I said, he he averaged thirty a game with Shaq on his team. With so, Shaq on his team, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes. I remember. So I, I remember Chris LSU. Jackson, man, was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. Yes. 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 You know, I tell people that all the time. But there was a couple of things that hurt uh, Chris Jackson why his career didn't last the way it should have lasted. But anyway. He had a, a big influence on me going to LSU. That Dell Brown was such a real dude. Came to my house, and he just won me over. And my dad won us both over. And I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go be a tiger. And I'm gonna I'm a wear the real purple and gold, not the Laker purple and gold. <laughs> the real purple and gold, big dog. Yes, sir. Right, 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 right. So, what do you remember? What do you remember? How your first year in college was? First year, man. Uh, I didn't play that much. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to play that much, man. We had about, I want to say, two or three McDonald's All-Americans that were in my position. So my thing was, man, I, and I'm about to play, man, five minutes a game. Mm-hmm. But it did not discourage me. Uh, so, you know, I just rolled with the punches, got better. And I said, you know, I'm just going to wait till my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's what I'm saying. I, I think uh, I felt the same way when I went to UCLA. I was like, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you no, know, I figured at that time. At that time, they had Jr. Angelani, yes, and, you know, and Chris, all that like kind of in my positions. So I was like, right. I'm gonna just you know go against them every day. Yeah, get killed, you know, right. Just gotta get better. <laughs> get better. But see, yeah. let me tell you this: when I went to LSU, I was still a little discouraged that I did not play. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a good high school career, and I and I, and I knew I could play at that level, or they would not have recruited me. Right. So this gonna trip you out. I ended up transferring from LSU my freshman year. See, there was no social media, so a lot of cats didn't know about that. So mm-hmm. I transferred. So I talked to Utah. I was talking back with UCLA. I was talking back with Memphis, San Diego State, and I had a good relationship with a lot of my teammates. Man, they was calling me at the crib like, "Man, you need to come back to LSU, man. It's gonna be your year." Da 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 da. I finally decided to go back to LSU, Trav at the end of July, oh, wow. I decided to go back. Mm-hmm. And my teammates just won me over. And I went back and uh, I still had an up and down sophomore year. I ended mm-hmm. up starting the first five or seven games. I was averaging like 15 points a game, uh, you know, three assists, three rebounds. We top 25 in the country, man. Mm-hmm. And that year we had the toughest schedule in the country. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, man, Dale Brown take me out the lineup and by the middle of the season, I told myself and a couple of my teammates, man, I'm out of here. I ain't coming back. I'm transferring. And at the end of the year, man, I went to Dale Brown's office like a man and said, man, I want my release. I'm going to leave. And Dale Brown told me, he said, Brandon, you were the first person that I've ever coached in 20 years to ask for a transfer twice. And we started laughing. Hey, <laughs> you know, I, I had to get up out of here, man. College go by too quick. It do. And I felt like I had too much talent to not show people what I could do. Mm-hmm. So I had to get up out of there. Now I wish I would have stayed. I wish things would have worked out. But once college is over, it's over. And you no, can't get no. it back. You agreed, agreed. I mean, the same yeah. I for the UCLA. I was like, you know, when I asked Lavin to get my release, I kind of had my head down. Ah. You know, looking <laughs> down like I want my release or whatever, whatever. And he was like, Travis, you're gonna play, you know. But yeah. I was just like, Coach, I just think I want to do my own path, do my own right. thing. Right. And right. so like he gave me my release. And then, you know. 
the you know, like I, I was thinking about going to Oklahoma, it came to the Oklahoma and Long Beach State. Right. Let me ask you this. Once you got your release, did you have any regrets after your career was over? That more people say that to me than I do myself. I'm like, I don't have look, three three things happened to me at Long Beach State that maybe wouldn't have happened to UCLA. Yeah. First is I graduated. That was number one. Amen. Like, Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so like I, I don't know if I would have graduated UCLA. A lot of a lot of people didn't graduate from UCLA. Yeah, you're right. You know, you know what I'm saying? So like I was happy I graduated from Long Beach State. It's number one. Right. Uh number two, I was, you know, like. I was Big West all first team two years in a row, so I really wasn't accolades, baby. Accolades. Yeah, I wasn't tripping. Like yeah. it got, I got me a chance to play overseas. You know, would it would staying at UCLA and playing sometimes, not playing sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Just just to say I went to UCLA, maybe, maybe. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't really, you know, like more people ask me about that than anything, Brandon. I tell you uh -huh. that it's weird. Like you should have stayed at UCLA. Yeah. whatever but you know it wasn't for me it just wasn't no 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 i agree with you i don't have to regress either man like i said i i enjoy my time at lsu uh but yeah we we here for a reason at this point in time man that's just the way it's supposed to happen yep yeah. so after lsu you go to long beach state yep go to long beach state uh with uh with uh jeff greenberg uh seth greenberg seth greenberg seth, seth otherwise yeah, yeah. You know, so, sorry, coach, if you're watching this. <laughs> yeah. Man, Seth forget Green. him, man. Forget him. Uh, yeah. So. I, I, I transferred in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, man, you got to listen to your peers. Okay. And I'm just kicking knowledge to, to your audience that's listening or that's going to see this, that may have a kid that's being recruited. A lot of these coaches don't tell the truth. I'll say 70% of these division one coaches, you cannot trust. And I'm just being honest, man. Right, right, you know? right, right. And so I'll never forget. I go on a, uh, I go on campus with my dad and we're walking to the, uh, to the gold mine. That's mm -hmm. where the old games you yeah. can play. No, I, I remember we used to play there yeah. all the time for the NIT. Uh, exactly. So we walk into the gold mine and it was a friend. Of, I'm not going to say his name, but there's a friend of mine that was currently on the team. He was a senior. He saw me and my dad walking through the hallway to the office. And he looked at me, and this is somebody I looked up to. Mm -hmm. He said, B, don't come here. Oh, and I wow. looked at him like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> you know, you good, you had a decent scene. He said, don't come here. So I ended up going to Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And when the season started, man, I sat out that first year. I sat okay. out. Yeah, you know, we transferred. Because transfer rules. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, then the year that I was eligible, we had a meeting. It was Greenberg, me, and Rasul Salahuddin. A good I friend of mine, him. yeah, Rasu from New York, mm -hmm. had like a forty-two inch vert. Yep. And uh, Greenberg brought us in the office and said, "Look here, both of y'all doing y'all thing in practice. I'm gonna play both of y'all. Y'all gonna split minutes because he goes, one of y'all, both both y'all playing at the same rate. No one's outshining the other person. Mm -hmm. Once the season came, man, it was all Rasu. Mm -hmm. See, I was a good dude, man. I, I just bit my tongue. I really didn't say too much, and." Uh, so anyway, my junior year, Long Beach didn't, didn't work out that well, man. And I'm mm. like, damn, I go from highly recruited to LSU, having a decent LSU season, halfway decent, mm. go to Long Beach, and I'm just sitting on the bench, man. I'm like, man, I, man, I was frustrated, man. Mm. And then it got to a point like, man, this dude messing up my pro career. Right. Yeah, so I was going to go Division Two okay. if Greenberg stayed. 
Greenberg ended up taking the job at South Florida. Wayne Morgan gets the job. I mean, I, he was my coach too. Yep, Wayne Morgan got the job. No disrespect. Wayne Morgan don't know nothing about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it 100, man. Don't, don't, don't have a clue, you know? And uh, he didn't want to start me. He wanted to start his other guard. They didn't even give me a, a, a fair chance to start. Right. But I had busted the point guard's butt so bad in practice, he had to start me. So I ended up averaging 18 points a game, three assists, three or four rebounds a game. And I'll never forget this, man. It's this a funny story. We playing St. Mary's, Trav. It's like the, it's like the uh, fifth game of the year. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point. He just wanted me to be a point guard and distribute the ball. We playing St. Mary's at St. Mary's. And I say, you know what, man? I'm, I'm over this shit, dog. Excuse my language. I'm about to take over. Mm -hmm. I think I scored 19 points in the second half. Okay? We still lose the game in overtime. Morgan brings me to the locker room. He starts licking his lips like LL Cool J. <laughs> and you know what? You know what he said to me in, in, in the locker room. It was just me and him before he before he addressed the team. He said, "Uh, Brandon, I didn't know you could score like that." I said, "Excuse me, you don't be seeing what I'm doing in practice." It, it was just mind boggling. Then he said, licks his lips again and says, "Uh, I need you to start scoring more." And then from there on, man, it was just on and. That season, me and James Cotton led the Big West in scoring for, for a backcourt. Yeah, I'm he averaged that. 23 a game. Mm -hmm. I averaged 18. Yep. But Morgan should have been doing that from the jump. Right. But I don't know what he was looking at. No disrespect. It just, I'm just giving you a story, man. So, hey, anyway. man, that's all good. Like I said, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, shout out to coaches. But like, I remember one of the coaches told my pops, oh, our. One of them said something like, Travis is only going to average about 10 points a game. He's going to be like Charles Oakley. <laughs> and my dad was like, what? My son, my son's going to kill. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my son is going to kill. He ain't, gonna, he ain't no Charles Oakley. Yeah, no doubt. Like, yeah, and by the end of the season, you know, like I was second behind Rock. Uh, uh, you know, I averaged like, you know, 16 points. Rock averaged like 20. And right, he was like, right. He, he was, he was, I was like, Mr. Reed, I am sorry. I apologize. You're right. Hey, that just shows you these coaches don't know everything and they speak too soon, man. Yeah, they want to put you they, in the in their box. In that, in that bubble, but they don't know what's in your heart. Yeah. Practice is one thing. Games is a whole different ball game. You have mm -hmm. so many dudes that have the ultimate confidence in practice, mm -hmm. but as soon as they get in the game, their butt cheeks get tight. You're right. You know what You're I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. and, and I've had so many teammates like that. It's okay to be nervous, but people play different in practicing games, man. Oh, they do. They do. It, they it, do. It, it's just facts. No, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say your biggest triumph was in college and your biggest failure? You know what? My biggest failure, I would say, man, and when I look back, I don't think I worked as hard as I could, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just going to say that, man. I, I, I kind of took things for granted, and mm -hmm. I think I should have worked a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I was working hard. But I thought I could have I, I could have done more. Right, uh, right, right. In terms of triumph, in terms of being at Long Beach, mm -hmm. being a player there. In yep. terms of yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, it's your whole career, all four years. What was your biggest triumph? Oh, all four years. Huh? You know what? We did get to the NCAA tournament twice. At Long Beach, right? No, no. Uh, once oh. at Long Beach and once at LSU. Ah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So cool. LSU. We lost to Cal at the buzzer. Jason Kidd beat us at the buzzer. 
Okay, okay. And 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 uh, we matter of fact, we was in Chicago first round, and they beat us. And then the second round, they beat Duke with Bobby Hurley. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. made it to the Sweet Sixteen. So, you know, just getting to the tournament, man. Just I didn't get a lot of minutes, but just being in that atmosphere, that environment, man. That's something that I won't change for nothing, man. All, all the perks and gifts you get when you get in that particular, <laughs> in that particular city and town, you know. That's but, true. Uh, That's true. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like I should have had a better college career. Mm-hmm. All I can use is, is my testimony and my experience to help other athletes that I come in contact with because I do help a lot of Division One, Division Two players. I help players that are currently overseas. So that's what I try to do, man, give my experience mm-hmm. and uh, what I've went through to them. No, I got you. What yeah. would you? What was your biggest lesson learned in college? Biggest lesson learned in college, man. To be honest with you, you you got to go out there and change the coach's mind because I don't trust coaches. They tell you everything mm-hmm. you want to hear, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of political stuff that goes on behind the scenes, which mm-hmm. parents don't know, and they probably starting to know now. There's players being paid under the table. See, back when I came up, it happened, but it's almost like you was oblivious to it. Right. You didn't believe it happened, mm-hmm. but when you got teammates say, yeah, my dad got this and got that, my mom got this and got that. So my thing is, you got you can't believe coaches. You just gotta bust your butt and change your minds, man. Yeah, you know, that's that. just my lesson that. learned, man. My, my thing was like, even at LSU, I wasn't playing a lot. It's almost got to a point I got content. I'm like, I can't change these coaches' mind no matter what I do in practice. You know, so you got to keep going hard until that last game of the season because you never know how it could carry over to the next season. That makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense, too. Yeah. So you finish your, your, your years in college. Um, <laughs> what's, what's, what happens next? What's your next journey? So after that, I ended up playing in the, uh, the Pro Summer League, which they had moved from LMU to the Pyramid. Yep. Mm-hmm. I played in that. Uh, I ended up signing with Johnny Cochran as my agent. Wow. So you actually had Johnny Cochran as your yeah. agent. Yeah. Because he had uh, he had uh, Byron Russell. That was okay. the longest stay. Yeah, I know, so I know we, Byron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Byron had a mutual friend. Uh, but that didn't last long. And then end up I ended up going over to uh Iceland. I played in Iceland. Okay, okay. I played in uh I uh, went to Germany. I went to Belize, Mexico. I played for the Globetrotters. Um, I played in the CBA, which the mm-hmm. CBA is equivalent to the G League. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. what it was, because you could still get a 10-day contract from, from the CBA, the CBA yeah, yeah. to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played preseason with the Wizards. Uh, okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I feel like my career could have been longer. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I wouldn't trade nothing, man. I mean, I got a chance to travel the country make some money, save my money. I did some good things with my money. But okay. uh, that was pretty much uh, yeah, my journey from uh, after Long Beach State. Okay. Well, I, have, I have a couple questions. One, how was the Globetrotters? And total, how many years did you play professionally? Globetrotters, man. Uh, I went to the Globetrotters after I got, after I got caught, cut from the Wizards. Oh. So after okay. I, got, I got cut, after three games, uh, you know, my agent trying to find a job. Mm-hmm. And he said, the Globetrotters came calling. And I'm like, well, how much are they going to pay? I said, well, shit. He told me, I said, let's make it happen. So mm-hmm. the only thing with the Globetrotters was 
now you are more of an entertainer. Even though NBA players are entertainers, Glow Chatters, man, you really have to interact with the fans. You know what I'm saying? You're doing tours in cities, visiting hospitals. You're mm -hmm. doing some good deeds, which I love. I love, you know, putting a smile on people's face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was with the Glow Trotters. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, it, it was cool. It, it, it served its purpose for that time being, man. It served its purpose. I got you. And you was with the Wizards what year? Uh, 2000. 2000. Okay. okay. So, that year I was with the Wizards. Leonard Hamilton was the head coach. Okay. Who was, okay. Who was now the head coach at Florida State. Uh, and my teammates at that time was Ross Strickland. Okay. One of the most underrated NBA point guards of all time. Yes. That dude, he is a beast. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, I've been getting into it a couple of my boys on group tech talking about Ross Strickland wasn't that good. And I said, all right, you can say what you want to say. He was a monster. <laughs> He was, he, was he was Kyrie before people think, wonder why Kyrie, that's Ron Strickland. He was Kyrie before Kyrie. Man, and he was a monster, man. But he was my teammate, Jawan Howard, who took me under his wing, mm -hmm. uh, Mitch Richmond, and uh, Chris Whitney. But it, 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 was, it, was some, it was some older veterans, man. But it was a good experience for me, man. Um, I'm going to say this, man. Little Hampton, you know, he got let go after one year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of college coaches, it's hard for them to make that transition to the NBA. And he's one of them that couldn't make that transition mm -hmm. to the NBA. You know, same as Rick Pitino, couldn't yeah. make that transition. Uh, Calipari at Kentucky, couldn't make that transition. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different ball game, man. You got to deal with a bunch of personalities and you have no control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a good experience, man. And... Uh, Man, I ain't gonna lie to this day, man. I learned so much from Ross Strickland, man. That dude, I just couldn't believe the three games I was there, how much love he got. Our, our second game, we played the 76ers with Allen Iverson in Mexico City. And before the game started, AI came over to our side of the court, man, was just showing Ross Strickland so much love, hugging on him. But uh, Strickland, man, he's a real deal, man. No, no, like I said, I think without him, there's a lot of, he was like one of the first scoring, scoring point guards who was six feet and under, six two and under, wherever tall he was. Yeah, was six two, six three, man, six two, uh, yeah, six three. Yeah, just was unstoppable. Yeah, like yeah. nobody could stop him. You know what I'm saying? Not, like nobody, not, Mike, not not, not Scotty, not nobody. You know? Thank you, thank you, man. If you go back and look at film, he gave Michael problems and he gave Scotty problems, man. Yeah, no, film don't lie. Just yeah, look at the no. film, man. So no, he, like I said, like he was. As far as scoring, oh. he might have been the best 6'3 scoring guard in the league back then. Yeah. You know? So I worked Michael Jordan's basketball camp in Santa Barbara mm -hmm. when Jordan was still in the league. And I learned so much. And that's how I got on with the Wizards. Jordan really liked my game. Okay. Okay. And he told me for three or four years, he said Ross Strickland was the best PG in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Hands down. Mm -hmm. Because he could play defense. He could post you up. Mm -hmm. He had the high New York handles that you could not take. <laughs> and he didn't shoot no three-pointers, but no. his mid-range game was phenomenal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he, he had the total package, man. No, no, he did. He, like I yeah. said, like, people wonder where Kyrie. Kyrie was Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland yeah. was first. Well, you know, you know Rod Strickland, that, that, that's his guy. Paying down debt can be stressful, especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're tired of juggling these due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way, you'll just have one due date a month instead of many.
and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan officers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you chances of approval, show you choice between loan officers, and you'll likely get approved, and you're likely not to get approved, to apply with more confidence. Comparing loan officers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, and could save you money. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan officers to find you the best loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan officers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Oh, see? Yeah, it makes sense. That's his God stuff. Makes sense. Because like his game is Rod Strickland's game. Yeah. He's just Rod Strickland. He got a three. That's all. Yes. Yes, Kyrie added a little bit more flavor, but there's some similarities to their game. Damn, and then like just finish around the basket, left, yes. right, yeah. Rod, yeah. I watched, I remember Rod Strickland, we watched him a lot in Portland. Mm. Uh, when he was in Portland, you know, because they played yes. the Lakers a lot. So yeah. I used yeah. to see him all the time, just give the Lakers yeah. the fitness. <laughs> he's one of the best, he's one of the best finishing point guards of all time. Yeah. Because he was so strong, he had them broad shoulders, he could take contact from bigs. And he can finish with either hand, man. Yep. And I tell people, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it for like 30 days. Yep. I've seen this, I've seen this dude, man. Yeah. So props out, shout out to Ross Strickland, man. All right. So what would be your best advice for the next generation of Brandon? Like, say you had a son that was your age coming out of college. What would be the, what would be the, the best advice you can give him? First of all, stay humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, work on your game on your own. Go to the park. I think too many kids focus on all they do is play travel ball. Right. So what happens with travel ball is you tend to get bored because you play against the same players every other weekend. Mm -hmm. So how do you get better when you see the same old faces? How are you going to test your game? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my thing is, and don't you don't need a trainer every time either. I think there's too many train, too many kids going to training. I'm not saying don't go to trainers, because I do send my 13 year old son to a trainer. But sometimes I take him to the park. I find kids, it's, I drop them off, <clears throat> and I go post up somewhere in my car and just observe. You know what I'm saying? That's just me, man. I just think no, yeah, it's gotta, it's got oversaturated with the training. I think, yes, you know what I'm saying. Yes. It used to be just dads working with their sons. Yeah. They were the trainer. My dad yeah. was my trainer. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he would yeah. help me. You know, he yeah. he knew he knew my game in and out. Right. So for me, right. I was like, you know, like my dad was my trainer all the way through high school. You know, but your dad always, but your dad always was gonna keep it 100 with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you doing good, he gonna pat you on the back. When you not, he gonna let, gonna you, let know. you know. And, yeah. The, yeah. and the difference with some travel ball, not all, some travel ball coaches and some trainers. I have a say. I tell kids what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And too many travel ball coaches and trainers tell the kids and parents what they want to hear. True, true. That's, so, that's a fact. That's a fact. You know, and that's just my thing. And, and, I, and I feel like kids should play more than one sport. But the time you get to high school, 
you got to focus in on that one sport if you have a chance to get you a free education. Yes. But before then, man, play more sports so you're not so much wear and tear on the same ligaments. No, I agree. I think that you should, you know, football, maybe basketball, maybe baseball, maybe maybe track, maybe swimming. I don't know. Tennis, like you said. Yeah. Anything. And here's another thing I'll say, Trav. To, to your audience and to those parents that may listen listen to it now or listen to it in the future, you got to have fun with this, man. Why are we playing? Mm-hmm. You got to have fun and you got to want to compete. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Have fun and compete. And if you do that, whatever kids fall is where they fall because I tell people this, I tell parents this all the time and you and me both know this. Mm-hmm. Basketball going to come to an end one day. Mm-hmm. It's going to come to an end. Some of, some of the kids after elementary, some after junior high, yep. some after JUCO, mm-hmm. some after Division One, some after overseas, some make it to the NBA. But I promise you this, God's my witness, basketball's going to come to an end. Yep. So enjoy the moment, have fun, but compete. Don't go out there going through the motions, man. Compete. My dad used to always say that. Stop going through the motion, man. Go out there and compete because I tell you this too. You never know who's watching you, man. You never know. It could just be a random alumni or booster watching you play and say, damn, who's that kid right there? And that's how Memphis recruited me. We played Glendora at Glendora the championship against Cameron Murray. Mm-hmm. And there was a Memphis booster that was at the game. And he called Larry Finch, the head coach, said, hey, there's this kid at Gore High School. You need to check out. And I would have never got recruited by Memphis if I didn't have fun and I can and, and, and I didn't compete. And of course you gotta have a game too, don't get me wrong. But that, that's just my advice, man. That's my no, advice in the no, that's, that's that's good advice. That's a real good yeah. advice. Yeah. So what was the best thing about like your over like your career that you feel like? What was the best thing? You know, your overseas, you know, CBA, uh, Globe Trotters, you know, NBA. What was the best thing about your career? Man, I'm gonna just say this. One playing basketball, doing something that I love to do. Mm-hmm. getting paid to play basketball, man, that's crazy to me. When you put everything in perspective, and I see NBA cast talking about they want this type of money, that type of money. I wasn't even making close to the amount of money it was making. But it was crazy. Every two weeks I'm getting a paycheck mm-hmm. for an orange basketball. <laughs> man, come on, man. I'll still be doing this right now for, for free. Right. So right. that right. and then second, all the relationships that I have built. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Half of my friends are from who? Like, you, we met through basketball. Yes. And we still cool to this day, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had that, that, that drought where we didn't see each other. But when we reconnected, it's like we never missed a beat. Yeah, yeah. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. the relationship that I have to this day, man, I wouldn't trade it for nothing, man. So just competing, playing basketball, getting a paycheck to play, and yep. the relationship that I have built. It, it's, it's amazing. Like, I ended up buying real estate. So my loan officer was James Cotton, my college teammate. <laughs> so I've been forgetting that know, he did that. Yeah, but you know why I went to James? Because we had a relationship right. through basketball, and I trusted him. See, a lot of these loan officers, man, they'll put you in a horrible deal just to get you in a house. And before you know it, man, you're losing your house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but I trusted mm-hmm. James. James helped me get my first two properties. And I make money off mm-hmm. because of my relationship with him playing basketball. And when I reconnected with him, we had not talked probably about five years. But when I found out he was a loan officer, 
I'm calling Jane because I trust this dude. Right, right, so, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that that's my takeaway from from college and basketball, man. What what I really got out of it. Okay. When did you know it was time to hang it up? Man, I don't even want to tell you, but I'm gonna keep it 100. <laughs> Shit. Hey, hey, I fell in love. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, I know it ain't nothing wrong with. That's why I'm telling you. Yeah. So, I forgot. I think I forgot where I was at, but my girlfriend at the time who I met at LSU, she was uh, a teacher in the LA school district, had her masters, you know, she had, you know, she had her stuff. She had, okay. she had her stuff together. And the thing is playing overseas, that can hurt the relationship. And you and me talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure did. I didn't want to give up, I didn't want to give up playing basketball. So I kept playing, but hey, I loved her. I was in love with her. And I said, you know what, man? And I, I didn't have my degree at the time either. So uh, she was big on education. Mm-hmm. Third thing is, well, I, I want you to come back, get your degree. And I, you know, I want you to be here. So I, I gave it up, went back and got my degree. And uh, we still broke up after all that. But you know what? I got my degree out of it, dog. Got my degree. Hey, it's all good. Like That's I said, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. my love for my son got me to stop. You know what I'm saying? He was three at the time and it was mm-hmm. like, didn't want me to go no more overseas no more. And, Oh, I, I, you know, I, you know, like I didn't have a good I had a relationship with, but not a good one uh, yeah. enough because I was gone all the time. Right, you know? right. So I was like, you know, I, God blessed me 10 years. So I'm going to focus on him more now. So, yeah, well, you know sense. what? Being a parent, you can't get no equity in, man, being a parent. Right. So uh, your kids will remember as they get older that moms and dads were around or were they active, you know, active in their life. And uh you know, like my dad always has told me before, man, our kids can actually be here. They here. So we need to do what we need to do. But no. Uh, You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you retired, man. That was a great reason to retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. Because I, hey, I knew you had about another five years left in you, man. I had. Like, I had just came off a good year in Australia. And I was like, okay, yeah. I'm about to go play. And then, like, it just, one, you know, one, it was mainly my son. But, like, it was like, the jobs I was getting, the number, the, the the money wasn't good enough. It was like, yeah, do I want to get continue to play just to say I'm playing, making this amount of money. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was like, nah, man, I'm gonna just try to find, you know, do something different with my life and go a different direction. Well, that's the challenge is that yeah. we've been doing this for so long, and yep. you don't want to let it go. Yeah, you know it's gonna come to an end, but you don't want to let it go, man. So, I get no. it, it, it's it's not easy, man. No, it's, it's not, not easy, easy because. At all. Why do you think Magic Johnson came back? Why do you yeah. think Michael Jordan came back? Because they loved the game. It had nothing to do with money. Because they loved the game. They didn't want to let it go. Yep. You know? and, I, and I miss it to this day, man. I miss the competition. I miss my teammates. I miss being in the locker room. I miss talking shit. I miss the competition on the court. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I miss killing my teammates on the court, giving them the blues. I miss all <laughs> that, man. You know? No, I trust it. me, man. I miss that. I miss... I miss the fans, like you know. For me, it's like oh, I miss the goodness. games. Yes. And like you know, in, our, in Europe, the fans yes. are another level. They be singing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, hey. Unbelievable, man. You know. Yeah. So. So when I played, every time I got an AM one, man, I used to dance before I got to the free throw line. Sometimes I would crip walk, and the fans be like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" And man, I, used, I mean, I used to love it, man. I just used to love put on the show, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I miss them days, man. Agree, agree, yeah, agree. Yeah. 
So after after you know after you retired, how was your transition after your bas- you know after you retired from basketball? It, it wasn't hard at all, man. Because when I was overseas playing, I got a job doing the summer. Uh, I got a part time okay. job. Okay. And I was refereeing, so I work in the uh, workout in the morning mm-hmm. with the overseas cats in Long Beach, and then I would go to my job from three to eleven, and then from twelve to one in the morning, I'm at twenty four hour fitness getting my lift on. Okay, okay. So my point is this, my transition was easy because um, once I was done, I knew I had to get a job. Right. I don't want to use that money that I had made because I was good with saving money. That's why I was able to buy buy properties. So I would just save money. So the transition was easy, man. Ended up okay. getting a job working with adolescents mm-hmm. and uh, working in, in, in a recovery center in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the real estate, man. I bought a house and uh, I bought a condo in Chino. I bought a house in LA, rented that out. I bought a house in Vegas, rented that out. So that's oh, what so I you, did. Yeah, you're doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah that's man, good. I'm trying to get it in, dog. You know, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I, I like pig feet. I like to shop. <laughs> I like to eat. Yeah. You know? I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. So, that, right. so that, that's what I did, man. I was really in the real estate. And then I uh, became a referee. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then I started refing high school, JUCO, and uh, doing travel ball on the weekends, man. So mm-hmm. I, I I had to stay busy. I wasn't one of them dudes that just had to come home and just sit on my you know sit on my butt. Had to stay busy, man. No, I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, that's I guess that's that's a great thing that you kept. You kind of already knew, and you just kept moving forward real yeah. fast. Sometimes it takes a while for people to for it to click with people to figure yeah. out. When so I'm gonna give you a quick story. And nobody knows this, man. I've never shared this with nobody. So you and me were on scholarship, right? Mm-hmm. So during the season and during the school year, we couldn't work. Could we? we could not have a job. Could we? No, we not anything of any significance. No. No, no, no. Now check that. The only time that we could work as athletes is in the summer. During, no, during the summer. Yeah. During Christmas break or during Thanksgiving, you could work for like a week. You could get a job mm-hmm. for that week, right? Mm-hmm. Man, what I did was I got a job during the season and I had a job after the season was over at a warehouse. Me and one of my homeboys, man, I was getting a paycheck and I'm on scholarship, dog. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I was working in Southgate at a warehouse loading boxes and I'm on scholarship and I'm starving. <laughs> wow, okay. You hear what I just oh, said, dog? I didn't I didn't even hear. Like you was already, you know, saying working in so okay. I already knew, look, look, I already knew I was gonna play professional basketball if I didn't get hurt. If the NCAA had found out, my career's over in college. Right, 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 right. I didn't care. I was working, and then what I did was so what I'm telling you, my mindset was I've always I was always a willing worker. Mm-hmm. I had no problem doing that. You know what I'm saying? I was always about grinding. I've always been a grinder, man. I've mm-hmm. grinded on my game to get a scholarship. And to this day, I'm still grinding. But anyway, I've, I've always had that mindset, and I've kind of got that from my dad, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had a job in college, man, on scholarship. Hmm. See? So I got, that, that I would have never – yeah, I would have never known that. <laughs> never. No, Me and my no. homeboy would, would, would carpool to work together, man, in a warehouse. No one knew. I was a college athlete starting at Long Beach State, man. man that's crazy, crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yep. All right, all right, B man. Like I said, I appreciate you coming on. I got one more question for you. 
And then uh, that'll be, you know. If I answer this question right, may I get a million bucks? If I had it, yes. If I had hey, 10 million, okay. I'll give you a million. <laughs> All right, man. I, I know you got my back. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. At one point in your, you know, in everybody's career, we all go through, you know, low points, you know, whether it's overseas, whether it was, you know, CBA, whatever you had, you know, for myself, which is overseas, we all go through low points. What I want to know is like, how did you get out of that low point? And did you have help? Did you use God? Did you use family? How, what did you do? Uh, you know, with me, man, I'm a Christian. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I sin every day. I fall short of God's glory, but I come from a strong family. So doing them, them low points, man, just prayer and faith, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, it's that simple to me. It's right. that simple. It ain't right. really that complicated. Um, but then something else that helps is our peers mm -hmm. that played overseas. And, and it was funny that you bring that question up. I never forget. Uh, I went to a club called The Gate back in the day on La Cienega. So I'm in a club and guess who I run into? Ron Johnson. So I see Ron. So Ron is in the club and I think I might've been retired at this time because okay. you know, Ron's about four years younger than me. Yeah, yeah, Ron's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah about four or five years younger. He's in the club and it was doing basketball season. I said, what's going on, man? And we got to talking. I said, you still playing? He's like, yeah. I said, you know what's going on? I said, you ain't playing right now. And he looked at me. I said, I said, Ron, you ain't got a lot of me, man. And he said, uh, I had just, he said he had just got cut. Yeah. So we went to the back and we just got to talking. And I was just sharing some knowledge and experience. I said, dog, this ain't gonna be your first time. This ain't gonna be your last time. And trust me, there's been a million other athletes that have been cut for whatever reason, probably not even your fault. Yeah. That's got yeah. other jobs. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my thing is prayer, faith and talking with my peers who've been through the down and outs when I was, when I was down and out, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it was just that simple, man. And, uh, you know, I come from a strong family, man. So end of the day, man, I put stuff in perspective. The down and out times that I did go through, which wasn't that many, I look at it like this, man. Basketball, not life and death. It ain't life and death, man. You're right. So it, it, it was that simple, man, to be honest with you. I got you. It makes yeah. sense, man. Like I said, I, like you said, like I think that we treat it as that, but like you said, like tomorrow the sun is gonna shine tomorrow, whether yeah. you win or lose. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But everybody looks at things differently, have different perspectives. Some people get cut, or they're not getting a lot of minutes. They want to, you know, beat up somebody, hit the wall. You know, there's other there's other ways that you know there's other outlets that you can do, man. Yeah. Agree, agree with yep. you on yep. that. Agree with you on that, my bro. Yeah. Like I said, B, I want to say thank you for coming on, brother. Um, you know what I'm saying? People we don't, people don't really know, like, you know, how much he's doing community, all the youth all-star that he, Brandon, is dealing with. Um, please uh, shout out, you know, your information so people can find you, see if they can get their kids on your teams and working out with you and stuff. Well, I'll give them my email. I, I ain't big on social media like that. I need to. All, all my homies tell me to get on it. But I am on face, uh, Facebook, and then uh, my email is B as in boy, G as in girl, my last name, Titus, T-I-T-U-S, the number 22 at Yahoo. BG Titus, 22 at Yahoo. Hit me up anytime or send me a message on uh, Facebook. Yeah, definitely, people, because like I said, he he got players, you know, and he definitely, he knows the game. And that's how I, I would trust him. 
because yeah. he knows the game. A lot of dudes, trainers, coaches, ain't they ain't played it. They ain't yeah. played it. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. that guys who ain't played it can't be good coaches. Right. But right. you know, but I trust a guy who's been to the mountaintop, yeah, rather than a guy who's been in the middle of the mountain and trying to push you to the mountain. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that too, man. And also what I do, last thing is there's a lot of kids under the radar that have the uh, talent to get a free education, Division One, Division Two, And I've been doing this probably for over 10 years, man, where I help players get scholarships because I'm mm -hmm. very connected with coaches around the country mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. trust my value of talent. I can't help everyone, but you got to be realistic. But, hey, if I can help somebody, man, and, and what I will do is if there's a parent or a kid that's listening that needs help, all you got to do is shoot me your info, shoot me some footage, and I'll send that stuff out to about 20 coaches like that. And mm -hmm. then I'll wait for them to give me feedback because they're going to keep it 100 with me. These college right. coaches that I deal with, they're not going to lie to me. Because if they right. lie to me, I won't deal with them ever again. And I tell the college coaches all the time, they will need me before I need them. Because I can let basketball go today and be done with it. And I'll right. be fine. Right. You know? right. So I'm always right. trying to help these kids, man. Because a lot of kids under the radar that just need someone to speak on their behalf. So. Uh -huh. I agree with you on that, man. I definitely yes, agree with you on that. Like, you yep. know, like there's so much talent out yeah. there. And I be feeling like we miss sometimes, we miss like those hidden gems. Oh. Because, you know, because everybody's yeah. looking for the five star, you know, Mr. Next Guy. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's so many guys who could be the next guy if they yeah. got the work. You know, there's so many Giannis's rather than just LeBron's. You know, everybody's yeah. kind of looking for the LeBron's, but there's so many Giannis's, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. You know, so I definitely um, definitely want to say, you know, like, thank you for that. Thank you for your work. And like I said, um, if you could check me out, uh, you know, this show an athlete's journey on Believe Network, check it out on Believe Network. Also check it out. This show will be on YouTube as well. You know, that's our new platform, an athlete's journey. Subscribe, like, subscribe, share the, for the for the channel. Because I, I put I post all my interviews now on YouTube as well. Um, and you already know it's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts um, coming up in the next next week or so. Uh, okay. You know, like I said, so check it all out. You can follow me at Travis W. Reed uh, on Instagram, uh, R-E-E-D, Travis W. Reed on Instagram. I share all my, all my posts, my social media stuff, what's going on as far as the shows and everything like that. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Travis W. Reed, R-E-E-D. And like I said, um, feel free to hit me up. If y'all looking for Brandon, feel free to hit me up. I will pass him along the message. Um, and if I say you want to follow me, like I said, all my social media stuff, just follow me. The show is going to be going to keep growing. Believe Network will keep growing. We're going to keep moving. Yes, you sir. might see me and Brandon on here again with somebody else. We'll see. He's a good yep, dude. Yep, Trust yep, yep. me. Yep. All right. Keep, keep blowing up, man. I love you, fam. Same, same.
Our partners, partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the latest news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite bet, Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up and use the promo code BLEAB to receive your 50% discount welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.